Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Yes, good morning everyone. Welcome to Mobile Rolling and I thought it was time to catch up from uh, some of our competitors down the southeast because uh, on Saturday night we had harness racing at Greenwall Paceway uh, at Mount Gambier and uh, the big event for the year is the Mount Gambier Gold Cup and the locals love to win the Mount Gambier Gold Cup. A uh, young man that's been trying to win it for a few years finally achieved that. He's ticked that off the bucket list. He's been uh, Premier Driver of Mount Gambia on numerous occasions, winning seasons as the, the top of the ladder. Uh, but uh, he gave us a big salute when he won uh, the Mount Gambia Gold Cup with Royal Speech. And I'm talking about Jason Finnis. And he joins us on the show once again. Jason, welcome back to Mobile Rolling and congratulations on a big win there on Saturday night. Yeah, thanks, Jimmy. Yeah, it was good to get the win. Yeah. Hey, look, um, we uh, I ended up going in the bar after the races, and, of course, you were there with tradition. I mean, the last time I called the Mount Gambia Cup, David Drury won it, and, uh, you know, the, the cup was full of grog and being passed around, and it was no different on Saturday night. You were there sipping out of the uh, the Gold Cup, uh, enjoying the moment. Yeah, well, I've been found out that they're hard to get older, so, yeah, I was yeah, doing the tradition, having a few beers out of it, we ended up having a good night there. It was good. Yeah. Now, tell us about uh, what it meant to you to win the Gold Cup because you gave us a big wave and you're not usually a person to, to put the whip in the air and celebrate, but uh, what, what was going through your mind when you got Royal Speech over the line there on Saturday night? Yeah, it's just a race that, you know, it's been like our family, it's been good to our family, the race. Like, my grandfather's one of the cup times driving, Doug, and me other me pop he's won it own it twice now and dad's driven a winner and trained two winners of it and i've never been able to get my name next to the honor board so and i've sort of nearly half given up we've had a few chances over the years and dad's caught down with training a bit lately so i thought i don't reckon i'm going to win one now and it just come from nowhere like royal speech you know last week we didn't think we had a chance and he won the heat good and it's just yeah come out of nowhere really I've got to say, uh, look, we've seen him here at Globe Derby and we've seen him run some good races, but I've got to say, his run in the heat to, to win that race and run down don't need an excuse. I, I thought it was a personal best performance and, and I made mention at the Calcutta draw on Friday night that I, uh, hats off to your dad that he just got him to peak at the right time because I really believe his win last week was a personal best performance which had him primed for the cup there on Saturday night. Yeah, well, that's it. We sort of haven't really had a guide on how he's going. He's been a bit like, unruly lately. He galloped the horse and didn't even take part in the race leading into it. And um, we've made a few little gear changes for hanging purposes and it seemed to straighten him up for the heat. And, yeah, it's worked so far. So hopefully he can keep going on with it now. Yeah. Now, you mentioned about how other family members have won the race before. So do you remember them vividly at all, uh, Jason? And can you run us through what, what you might remember as the horses that won the races for family members? No, I can't recall Doug's. Like, that was before before I was around, well and truly. And Dad's was carbon gold before I was around. He drove that. But obviously I paid a part in Pops 1 with Paris to Berlin. I trained that with Dad and I ran second. I'm flaming hero in the same race. And yeah, obviously, Dad had trained this one and Pop, put Nana and Pop bred and this one and owned it. So it was good to yeah, keep it all in the family. 
Well, you're talking about Nan and Pop, uh, the Medhurst family. They they really have done fantastically with the breeding side of things, and, and they've had some very good victories throughout the years, haven't they? Yeah, no, Pop's been real good at breeding. You know, he goes to the nice stallions, and he, yeah, he really puts the money and the time and effort into breeding, and, it, yeah, they've had rewards throughout their career. I yeah, and, and your nana was there at the presentation as well. That was a, a big thrill for you, you were telling me. Yeah, no, it was good to have nana there. She's going through a few health issues at the moment, so it was good for her to be there. And Pop was away doing other commitments for the family, so, yeah, nana got to make the speech, so it was, yeah, it was a real good night. Now, in the run, what do you think? Because I mentioned as they were scoring up that Royal Speech, no gate speed whatsoever. I haven't seen any gate speed at all. But he lobbed a lot handier than what I initially thought he would be in the race, uh, Jason. Yeah, well, we sort of, he wouldn't go up on behind the, the ute at the start, behind the mobile, and so he was hanging back a little bit, not by design, and he ended up getting behind their helmets, the horses in front of him, and, yeah, jumping up a lot closer than I thought he would. And then, um, yeah, then I end up stuck in the breeze, which I was happy for because he likes the breeze, but I just can't get there because he doesn't have the gate speed. So I thought, this is perfect. I haven't worked and I'm in the depth where I want to be. And then um, and then I was a little bit worried. I'm like, I didn't know whether to put pressure on the leader or what to do or rest mine up and wait for the end. So, And then when Sea Lover got keen and come around, that just really set it up for me. Yeah. So there was a bit of action for the lead. I mean, there was a lot of money for the Rebecca East trained sea lover. Jackie Barker was back in the sulky, and I, I, I honestly thought that uh, she had to improve too much from what she did in the heat when Kevin Bruff drove her, but she did improve, and there was good money for her. And, and they were probably a bit unlucky that she couldn't find the front, went back. When, when Jackie came uh, around the outside uh, to try and go forward, what was going through your mind? Did you think you'd go with her, or you seemed like you were happy just to let her go by and get past you at that stage. Yeah, well, when I seen a horse's head come, I went, oh, I'm going to kick up here. And then I seen it with Sea Lover, and I knew she, she's pretty tough, and we're a long way out, and she can get rippy. So I thought, no, this is perfect. Just take on the leader for me. And then when she rolled to the front, I was a little bit concerned. I had to sit the breeze, but she, I knew that she was over racing lots, and she, you know, it would have been a massive effort for her to keep running and win and pulling like she did. So I just put mine back to sleep and waited for the last 400. And he did the job from there, like you're always confident up the straight that you, the race was in your keeping. Uh, he, he's seen home and hose from probably around the 200 to, to my way of thinking. Yeah, his biggest worry is the last call. I know he can hang in a bit and once I hit the straight I knew he would change, like find another gear and keep lifting. Yeah. Well, he has galloped on that last turn before when you pushed him hard. Uh, that was, did that go through your mind at that stage? You just wanted to nurse him and save him for the straight? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we won other time he was going to win in the mountain, just gallop for no reason. So I was like, just keep pacing. But as soon as I hit the straight, I, yeah, I thought I'd had it one then. And then we saw Terror the Christian start to hit top gear late, was making ground on you, uh, but you, you didn't seem concerned about that. Like you seemed like you had a big enough lead to hold on. Yeah, no, nah, the race was one at the top of the straight. Really, I felt yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I ended up never hitting him with the whip because I had the whip in one hand, so I couldn't hit him. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was, yeah, so I know I just tapped him to the line with the reins and, yeah, he kept lifting. Now, uh, what did Dad say when you got back to the stalls with him? Yeah, oh, Dad doesn't say much. Just shook his hand and, uh, yeah, that's all it's been, really. We had a 
few pizzas last night and beers to celebrate, but yeah, just yeah, pretty quiet about the whole situation. <laughs> oh well, it's been and done. It's off the bucket list. I mean, like I said at the start, you've achieved being the the leading driver for the season at Mount Gambier on numerous occasions. You've won most of their races, and you finally ticked that one off the bucket list. So that's a big thrill for you with the Mount Gambier Gold Cup. But the night started off good. I mean, True Blue Rose, uh, you won the first race on the program, so your confidence levels were pretty strong going into the meeting a little bit later on. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, she won the nice little race there. You down the front around Mount Gambier, which you always uh, a big chance when you can lead around there. So, yeah, it was good to start the night off well. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about family-wise is that your little guy, Judd, I, I called him for the first time uh, on Saturday night in the pony races. Has he just started driving the ponies? Because uh, what would he be? Would he be around six years of age now? Yeah, yeah, he turned six uh, a month and a half ago. And, yeah, as soon as he turned six, he had his first drive the about four days after his birthday, and, you know, he's got a nice little pony that does everything right for him, and, yeah, he's enjoying it. Oh, that's good. And uh, he uh, does he help you out with the big horses as well? Oh, he does a little bit. We try and keep him away from the big horses a bit. He's still quite small, but uh, him and Sadie, they hang around the stables and play in the sand pit while I work the horses. <laughs> oh, that's good. Now, um, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is um, the options of... Uh, you've got a couple of good three-year-olds who perform really good as two-year-olds that, that your wife trains, and, and uh, we're talking about Ever Hoping and Art Jester. We're Ever Hoping won the Southern Cross as a two-year-old and, and Art Jester running third. Now, um, you've, you've had Ever Hoping in one of the, the qualifying heats of the derby, um, did it stuff you around by not having a derby uh, at Mount Gambier? Were they ready to go for Saturday night if there was a derby race there for them? No, oh, that was probably the main reason why there was no derby. I've just had a few little health issues with them, but, um, so I couldn't put them in the Mount Derby. But they're both, both back on track now, and hopefully they can head towards the Victor Harbour derby and then on to the SA derby after that. Yeah. So you've got Victor Harbour on the 17th of April, so they'll both be going to that derby race there, will they? Yeah, looking looking like it. Art Jester definitely, but ever hoping he's already got a few points on the board. So, yeah, if he's got a run to make the field up, we can, but otherwise I feel like we could probably miss it and get in the final. But we'll yep. just have to play it by ear. OK. Uh, and failing that, if things go pear-shaped, uh, would you then... If you haven't got enough points, look at Capunda, or, or is that a little bit too far away for you guys? Oh, no, yeah, we, the main aim's SA Derby, and we'll just do what we've got to do to get in the final. Yeah, that's what we okay. want to win, so, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and um, how, how's the team going? Are at least still enjoying the training side of things? Yeah, no, we're going good. We've only got them, him, them two and a two-year-old that's had one start at Horsham. And he goes all right, so we're, yeah, we're looking forward to the feature races in Adelaide with him. So we've only got the three in work, and yeah, they're all good to deal with, and they go nice. All right. Well, um, you finally won the uh, the Mount Gambier Gold Cup. Who knows? You might win next year's as well. We'll see what develops there, Jason. But uh, it was good to see the victory there, and, and good to catch up with everyone and uh, and the welcoming people there at Mount Gambier. They made me feel really welcome. You were one of those people, and I appreciate all all the efforts that everyone does there to to make us feel welcome. It was good to see you had a good win there 
Uh, and, you know, Royal Speech, you, you'll remember him as uh, your first Gold Cup winner. Maybe little Judd at six years of age, because you, you won at a Greenwall Paceway. And I remember Greenwall winning the Derby at Wavell when I was a kid, so maybe little Judd can remember Dad driving Royal Speech at his first Mount Gambier Gold Cup around the same age, I suppose, around six years of age. So that's something that uh, we'll see if he can put that in his memory bank. Yeah, well, we've got plenty of pictures of him out in the track with the cup and that, so, yeah, there'll be plenty of pictures and memories around for him to remember it. Yeah. Hey, Jason, uh, well done. Congratulations to you and Dad, Barry Finnis, for training the winner, and uh, we'll see you at uh, Victor Harbour on the 17th of April, so in just under a couple of weeks from now. Yep, very good, Jimmy. Well done.